Hey, good morning, good afternoon to our listeners around the world. Merry Christmas to you all. And in the spirit of Christmas, I want to start with a little bah humbug. I have to say the worst Christmas gift or the least useful Christmas gift I've gotten in the last five years, mind you, I live in 80-degree weather, is a pair of faux leather driving gloves, which I don't even think I took out of the box probably until about a year or two ago. And you can't even use them to play golf in? <laughs> no, you know, down here you got to be cool and play golf. But they actually make excellent um, uh, cooking mitts. And occasionally I use them to, to scrub the kitchen when there's like a thick layer of grease there. I, I can get quite a bit of grease off with those gloves. How resourceful. Um, and we're being a little bit uh, more resourceful today because we've got such a uh, dedicated listening audience listening to us just be geniuses about tennis that uh, others wanted to join. And today our first guest is uh, my twin brother, Peter Sofer, who sounds a lot like me except a little bit dorkier. Yeah, little Canadian doubles. Wow, thank you, Philip. Thanks for that introduction. I am so humbled. Don't believe all the kind words that man says about me. It's not all true. Um, but along the lines of dorkiness, um, this episode will be our version of an ugly sweater party, and the theme is Christmas, obviously, and we'll be giving a um, gift and a stocking stuffer to each of the top 25 players. The, the gift will be tennis-related, and the stocking stuffer will be off-court. And so without further ado, we're going to begin with number 25, Jills Muller. Philip, I feel like you have some thoughts Mueller. on this one. Mueller. 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, as Mark is alluding to, nobody really cares about Jules Mueller. He's like very boring. So we'll get through this quickly. Uh, what I've given him is more grass court tournaments because he can't really play on other surfaces. And what I'm uh, putting in a stocking is Rogaine. Maybe it'll like make him slightly cooler. Um, and speaking of. I think. Of, uh, I think maybe Maybe an extra day off school, or Ben Stein is his science teacher, or, uh, <laughs> yeah, or, uh, I think so. I, I, but I, we've I, already I, spent too much time talking about him, so let's go on to... Maybe Camp would give him his Red Wings jersey. <laughs> so... I, I sent, you know what, I, I, I sense a little, um, what, what's the word? I don't know, a little cynicism, maybe some, some, some bitterness, I don't know if Mueller had any big upsets last year, but... I've blocked Wimbledon out of my memory, so it's, <laughs> it's, that's it. Um, so let's, let's go on to someone who's even less cool than Jills Mueller, uh, Milos Rejanich. Um, uh, Mark, what would you give Milos? Well, I mean, in the spirit of, of, of Canada, Canadian doubles, I might actually allow him to play Particularly if it's on clay, I think I would allow him to play uh, Canadian doubles at the French Open. <laughs> I mean, he, could, he could pick like a under twenty year old uh, European or South American partner of his choice. Uh, but uh, you know, he ran Rayonich, Rayonich, who, who I refuse to watch for more than five minutes in any one sitting. In fact, if I'm not doing two minutes at that time, I won't watch him at all. But, uh, you know, what he could use in 2018, it was tough with, a little bit tougher with his ranking in the higher education. But I, I would give him some good draws. I, I think it will be hard to recover his ranking if he plays any of the big boys in the round of 32 or if, or if 
he can only have himself on his side of the court. And then the stocking stuffer, which I think we can all chip in, even fact, some of the Canadian listeners might help with, would be some hair gel remover <laughs> and just a razor to just shave the head altogether. Then you guys can lend them one of your, one of your razors. And so yeah, that, that I actually have a gift for, like, you and Peter. So in one of these, like, uh, home, like, cute, like, things, stores that you go to get presents for your mom, I saw... Um, toilet paper with Donald Trump's face on it. Um, and so I would give you uh, toilet paper with Milos Reynich's face on it. <laughs> That's why I think he would, he would use it more than anybody. <laughs> That's crazy. So I actually have, um, those are very thoughtful gifts, Mark, and, and I, it's clear that you really want this guy to succeed. But uh, I actually have uh, two different gifts that I think would be would be um, would be pretty great for for Milos and his tennis and his image. The first would be an extra five miles an hour on that first serve. <laughs> for most people, you get, you want to like augment their weakness, but just how awesome would it be if he was serving at 150 miles an hour instead of 145 miles an hour on the reg? And then the second the the stocking stuffer I give is um, a sponsor that's not New Balance. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, you don't want to flip those? Maybe the, the sponsor should be the present, and then the, and then the <laughs> stocking stuffer could be the serve. I mean, I think, like, I think it's great. I think the sponsor might do, do, do him even more good. Yeah. Anyways, we've talked about him too much. Um, do, you think, do you think that Paul Mitchell, are, are you considering Paul Mitchell as, as, that, as, as that sponsor? Or Biolage, or would it be a, a more sports? Tim, Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, he could revamp his image. It's just the pride of Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Peter, uh, I kind of want to get your opinion on what would you give Albert Ramos Vinolas. Uh, so, to be uh, for some background. Uh, Peter, and also, to be fair, Mark and I had never really heard of Albert Ramos Vinolas uh, <laughs> last year, and it was just shocking to us that he was like in the top 20, and we hadn't heard of him. And one of our friends, uh, Zach, was saying that, yeah, the clay court season is wide open. Like, uh, for any of the big tournaments, like, an unknown could win it, like, Pablo Carreño Busta or Pablo Cuevas or Albert Ramos Vinolas. So Peter, uh, with as much as much confidence as you can possibly uh, put in that dorky voice, uh, said, "I'll bet you at any odds that Ramos Vinolas did not does not win any of the big clay court tournaments." And uh, and. Zach took him up on it, said a thousand to one, and Peter was like, "Sure." And Albert Ramos Vinolas got to the finals of uh, Monte Carlo. Yeah, no, that was. Um, I was still actually a little confident because he was playing Rafa in the finals, and Rafa is just better at than Ramos Vinolas at absolutely every single part of the game. Um, but man. Rafa and his clay court brilliance just saved me on that one. <laughs> um, the the uh, 
Let's see. What would I give Ramos Spinola? Um, I guess the present I would give him is a uh, a strong defense of his ranking points from Monte Carlo because I just don't <laughs> think that's replicable. Yeah, um, that's a good point. May, yeah, maybe. Uh, I've in. Similar to Milos's gift, maybe good draws during the clay court season because uh, these draws are going to be wacky this year. And if he doesn't come to play during clay, he can he can really slip. But I was actually very impressed with him when I saw him play Djokovic at the French. He, he holds his own. Um, and I guess the off-court gift, uh, let me see. I think um, so. He's um, he's the third most famous Spanish tennis lefty right now, um, <laughs> behind Rafa and uh, Verdasco, which which is uh, which is pretty remarkable considering he's been like top twenty five in the world for the last year. I think, um, but I think. Uh, Part of the reason he doesn't have the same appeal is because he just—he's kind of a mahout. He's like a very hard worker. He doesn't really have any swag, and so what I would give him is just some like—I don't know—some a guitar, some Michael Jordan shoes, like yeah. something for swag. Yeah, some Jordans. Yeah, that's a good—that's a good present. Um, Are you sure he's not the fourth most? Famous Spanish left. Oh yeah, Lopez. Okay. <laughs> 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 <It's pretty sad. laughs> they so, wouldn't even make the all lefty Davis Cup team. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, he would. His ranking's good enough. His just image isn't. Yeah, but like the double, he doesn't play enough doubles, so it would be a challenge. Oh yeah. So yeah, so let's true. let's move on to Nishikori, who's at twenty two. Um, so I have an idea for a stocking stuffer for him, which is a ball and chain to strap onto Michael Chang's ankle in case uh, Chang gets so excited that he accidentally jumps out of the player's box onto the court. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I, the present for him, I mean, his game is just so solid. What's always unraveled for him is just health, and I just hope he can stay healthy. That's kind of boring, but, like, that's... That's probably the best gift he can receive on the tennis court. Yeah, I'd I think if they that. made the court bigger, I think that if he could play with a larger court with like larger, uh, wider <laughs> sidelines, I think that if he could play in some some Nishikori friendly type court, I think he might win some more matches. Like if they increase the the the, the width of the court by about fifteen percent in his matches, I don't know what do you think. So like they including the doubles alleys, so play singles with the doubles alleys. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Play singles with doubles alleys. Despite, you know, even though it would take him more steps, I think in a longer match, he'd have the advantage. Yeah, I think faster players. Actually, no, I think, I don't know who that would uh, help out because I think rallies would be a lot shorter in that case. Maybe, maybe. I think he would just take full advantage. Something to consider. Something that we'll, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sleep on that one. Mark, what would you give Kyrgios at 21 in the world? Jeez. You guys watch him a little bit more than me. Um, I would give him like a false medical report. And I know you're thinking, well, this is like a stocking stuffer. But I would give him like a false medical report telling him that he has some 
you know, potentially fatal disease, and that uh, the disease won't go away. The vaccine was the major. The vaccine for the disease is like making it at least to the semifinal. See, I would do that. I, I think that would work wonders. You yeah, know, yeah, that's a great gift. 12, 24 months to live might lead to some more outbursts, but I think uh, that that would I, I think the, that the, you know the the future is now. I think uh, he would enjoy that. Um, the other thing I would do is just like I wouldn't ever show him the scenes. So I would see him without him knowing. Also in these tournaments, because the higher the expectations, the worse he does. So I would do that. I would just fake. I would like tell him he's unseated or something like that. Yeah, and then that's I get good. The stocking stuffer. Aside from that, I, I I'd give him a chiropractor. He gets a, he, particularly before majors, like you know, he maybe gets three chiropractic visits, you know, a week or two before. Because I think he shows up to every major. He kills himself in the warm up tournaments, and then he shows up to the majors injury. He also just so like pump. has like a humpback. Like I've never yeah. seen a guy who's like as young as he is, who hunches as much as he does. Yeah, I think a little, it's a little bit deliberate, though. I think it's for Pete Sampras philosophy, but, 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 but I think regardless, it'll help him out. Yeah. Peter, what would you give uh, Batista Agu at 20? Oh, man. Him and Ramos Finolas are, are two peas in the same <laughs> pot in terms of just... Would you give her, Would you give her. him a third last name just so he can beat Ramos Finolas at like, having <laughs> last names? That could be a good. That could be a good gift. But just like yeah, in terms of Spaniards who have just very little like off court appeal, who have been very solid. Um, Ramos Vinola, or Batista Gu has been solid for longer than Ramos Vinola, so he's he may be even more in need of just like some sort of major like image move to make people care about him. I think. I think my stocking stuffer for him would be a celebrity girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that's like, a good one. Da- David Lee, the former NBA basketball player, is now engaged to Caroline Wozniacki. Yeah. Which makes you realize you don't have to be that good in a sport to get like <laughs> a, a really just world-class celebrity. Um, I think it would just it would just do a lot for fans and his sort of the knowledge the the uh the sense that he's just cool yeah yeah if if there was some sort of celebrity girlfriend that he was able to um to lock down yeah i think a spanish um, telenovela his, star would be perfect in fact in, in terms of his game i'm looking at, at images of him i, I google search about two stuff Bautista, a good girlfriend, and the only female I see here is a picture of his mother. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in terms of his girlfriend, so I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you may not even ask. Wow, him. there's one with him and his father, and his father's shirts on. So I don't even. Know. I don't know, one, but yeah, look. and then um, and then in terms of his game, I would give him a uh, second serve that cracks 100 miles an hour. Okay. He's just so, so like, solid, but his second serve is so weak. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I would have said backhand, but, like, second serve, I think that's probably better. So for number 19 in the world is Burditch, and uh, 
So I think a common thread of like guys between 25 and 15 in the world, except for like Kyrgios and Nishikori, is just lack of swag and Burdich has always had it. So my uh, tennis present for him will be like the tennis version of like a boardwalk on the beach so that he seems like he, it looks like he looks a little less like he's running on sand. Um, and then <laughs> for a stocking stuffer, I would give him actually a year without a haircut because I think he could pull off long hair and it would like instantly give him like a little bit of like surfer or rock star swag, which would be infinitely better than like whatever held gel, hair gel concoction he's got going on right now. Um, yeah, I like that. What about his face? I bet he can't grow a full beard though. Yeah, uh, have, then he like, can. He's like he can't do like the pub like facial hair sort of deal. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have strong opinions about what he does with his facial hair, but I think he can grow out his head hair, and and it would look sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I think somebody else has to remind him that a major is seven rounds and not five. He seems to kind of time out after about, I mean, on those those times where he he either gets a good draw or he just, you know, mans up. But after about, like, the quarterfinals, I think he gets a little confused. I think he thinks, you know, he just looks at the draw wrong and he's kind of times out his energy. So I think, you know, somebody, maybe some blood doping, maybe a Russian, uh, um, maybe a Russian physical trainer. Uh, who can just trust blindly with his pre pre match regimen? But I think it could use a little little bit of combination of everything we've mentioned. Yeah. Mark, Mark. Although what I will say is he's when he's gotten far in the majors, it's always been a loss to like Federer, Nadal, or Djokovic. Um, and so I think he has just been outclassed. Like the semifinals this year in Wimbledon, he played really well. He was just out overmatched. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Mark, do you, I don't, I haven't, I'm not, I don't know, I don't really have good gifts for Luca Pui. Do you have, do you have any ideas for him? I'm just a little embarrassed to say that as, as proud as I am of my French speaking abilities, I've always called him Pool. So, <laughs> so better pronunciation I, I for his couple, last name. A couple thoughts. I think number one, I would make, give, give ATP points for, uh, for, um, for Davis Cup, he seems to have had a good year with Davis Cup. Yeah. Uh, I would give ATP points for that. Number two, I would have two U.S. Opens a year. Uh, maybe one in the early part of the year where he take, takes a while to get his engine wrapped up. And then one as it is. So he could, like, trade, you know, his ranking would be based. He would have, like, a separate U.S. Open for him and maybe Del Potro and a few of the others. Who, uh, <laughs> really show up. <laughs> and then... You know, I'm gonna go. A little birdie told me that um, he uh, he needs to wear his hat forward. It's, you know, if, if you're that light skinned, he's got to wear his hat forward anyway. Particularly as a French, so I would say you have claws in the sponsorship, but he can only wear his, his hats forward. Yeah, again, I, I think so. On that note, I would say yeah, he goes a little too much for skater, and like it's sort of like how French rapper doesn't really work. <laughs> Like, French skater doesn't really work. American skaters are so much more skater than French skaters. Um, and, like, what he sort of needs is, like, a little bit more Gasquet in him, you know? A little bit more, like, for a squash reference, like Greg Gaultier. Just, like, just like something that says, I eat, like, croissants. Um, 
I think that would really <laughs> that would really uh, improve his appeal. Yeah, I, I I was like Philip, and I didn't know what to get him. So, um, and I really do think Mark's gifts are awesome. But I think the default with any Frenchman, especially with with uh, with the defects, with the someone with that sort of lacks the Frenchness that others have, is some um, uh, perfume. <laughs> some grenadine and some cognac. Yeah. Certainly will work well in doubles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Isner, uh, going, staying on the topic of players who aren't as sweet as you <coughs> hoped they would be. What I have, yeah, we'll, what I've we'll given him is uh, for a present is fifth set tie breaks and majors. And uh, as a stocking stuffer, I think, uh, so I think he really wants to be cool. Like, he has, like, a um, very, uh, he, he, he's he got, like, a, a large, like, he, he posts a lot on social media. And, uh, I mean, he's got a lot of the fundamentals. Like, he actually is funny. Uh, and he has a hot fiancé. And he's, like, super tall. But he, for some reason, he's just still lame. I mean, not lame. He's just like not sweet. I I wouldn't put him in the lame zone as like Rainich, but like uh, I think I'm usually not a fan of tattoos. But I think if he got just like a skull and crossbones tattoo on his sh- serving shoulder, like that would make him cooler. Yeah, I actually have a different read on Isner's like want of being cool. I think. Uh... I think he's got, if I'm not mistaken, he's got, like, a very good reputation for being, like, very charitable. Um, And so I think he's sort of this guy who, like, wants to be a good guy. And I think he's also just very confident. I think he, um, he sort of, he doesn't care, but he sort of does care. Um, He doesn't want to be considered uncool, but he does, doesn't really go all out to be as cool as he can be. Um, I do think though that, uh, his little like ball bounce between his legs, <laughs> it could be like, man, if he, if he just sort of like rode that pony and like he could, he does have like real like potential to be a lot, uh, sweeter, but, um, I think his game is also a drawback because, when you're when your average points they're like three shots, it's it's really hard to like let loose. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's stop talking about Isner because his game really is a drawback. Um, what about Murray, Peter? Do you have any opinions on Murray? Do Murray, any, do you have any thoughts? Um, let's see, first, uh, game wise, um. I think, uh, so game-wise, I'd probably give him, um, I don't know, he's just so complete, right? It's hard to even give him anything. But I think, so he's really competing with Rafa, Djokovic, and, uh, and Federer. And all of those guys just have a lethal forehand. And so I would just, I would, I would, like, just up his, like, forehand's lethalness um because i feel like he's got the worst forehand of all of them yeah and 
And then in terms of his stocking stuffer, I would give him a, uh, a parrot. Um, I, I just think the way he like chirps on court is, is just unmatched. So if Murray just had this parrot who was just like chirping, that would be, that would be really funny. Yeah, so I sort of have a, a similar stocking stuffer for him, which is a button on his racket that he could push and which would automatically put fire under the seats of the people in his box so he doesn't have to yell at them to stand up and cheer for him. Should he, does he, should he be allowed an encore shrink? Like a five-minute <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the the, uh, the umpire for all his matches has to be a certified therapist as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. Absolutely. He gets 10 minutes to allocate as he sees fit. Mark Songa's your guy, so what would you give him? Yeah. So, a couple of things. <laughs> I, I, would, I would do like the ATP version of, of a golden ticket. So, there's going to be one <coughs> tournament, one non-major tournament that Songa plays, where if he were to win it, uh, he would be given a grand slam, but he's not to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> <he has> to, <laughs> but they would have to break. I mean, like literally. When, no, the only kits would be that. Let's say he won the first set, he lost the second, and he won the third. Uh, now I don't know if we tell him afterwards, but they would have to say, you know, there was just there was some loophole in the rules. But you actually have to win three sets, and hopefully he wouldn't be able to figure it out there. But I think one of those, the non-majors, he would get a grand slam for. I think that would step up his intensity. I mean, he's usually good. He usually has like a three-week run, and then he just kind of goes and eats for like a month. But I think that would force him to be a little bit more consistent across yeah. the board. So on the topic of him eating, uh, what do you think his favorite, uh, like, um, French, like? like charcuterie is or like foie gras or do what do you think he's a foie gras um, guy or like a saucisson or no, uh, I, I think you know that the, the, <laughs> some of the north african french um you know tend to sometimes they feel like they have to assimilate more i my guess and uh is that he he's he's your guy like you want to open up a restaurant and it doesn't matter what type of food it is how which of the french different delicacies it offers like he's your guy he is your he's your sponsor he, he's your surprise guest you know he might even he's the one he's the one you want to make you know have that reserved table for him i guess yeah all and the it. french like absolutely love him like when he yeah. jumps around like after <laughs> matches they're like oh quel joie quel joie means <laughs> what joy what joy um, i could see him really enjoying frog legs yeah, yeah, I could see that. Um, one thing I would give him, like, off the court is a good ATP World Tour profile, um, just because he's got great energy and a great personality, but we don't really know him, like, partially, I think, because his English is, like, not that good, but, like, partially just because he hasn't been given, like, a very good... He's, like, sort of stayed out of the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, he just, for some reason, he just seems just too, too... He's, like, too nice a guy. So maybe maybe a little bit of, like, of a rivalry, like somebody who he actually dislikes. He seems like he's, you know, he's one of those, he's just got such thick skin that nothing really bothers him. So maybe to be a little bit more bothered, you know, maybe some really bad press for the first part of the year. And, and just so he has like a little extra incentive to, to, to play at Songa level. Yeah. So Peter, on the subject of, uh, parrots, um, 
Kevin Anderson is number 14 in the world. <laughs> what would you get him? Oh, man. Um, Kevin Anderson. I think uh, I'm just thinking back to his final in the U.S. Open against Rafa this year and just how good he looked before that and how people were, like, giving him a puncher's chance and then just how overmatched he was, like, during the match. Um, and basically, like, I don't know. I feel like he maxed out his game, and it still wasn't good enough. Um, but what I would, what I might give him, if this is possible to like give anybody, is just like better speed, <laughs> like be faster. Yeah. Um, if he were faster, like, like everything would work. Um, and then, uh. All right, as his court. as his off court as his stocking stuffer, how about a Fabergé egg? I don't even know what that is. It's like a famous <laughs> Sorry, like decorative sure. egg. Yeah. Um, yeah, something to give him a little more, make him seem a little bit less of a. Uh, you know, he's be less Eli Manning in terms of like persona, a little bit more. You know, a little more flash. I love I love his fist pumps. Yeah, probably. Yeah, my my on court present is like even more in, intense fist pumps. Yeah, he he was locked in against Query in that U.S. Like he he can like mentally is the mental part of the game is not his issue. Yeah, it's just like against Rafa, he was just overmatched game wise, and there was no way his mental brain could compensate. He's one of those I just know very little about. Yeah, Do you guys know more about him? No, but I mean I don't know. He's not. Uh, I, what I actually wrote down for him for present is none because what happened with the U.S. Open draw is his like <laughs> lifetime present. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, they all got it. They all got the same gift. Let's let's move on to Query. What, what, Mark, you're the American tennis guy. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, you know, well, I'm really not. In fact, if you had told me that he was going to be the American who had like. The, the um, who exceeded the expectations the most last year, I would have, I would have laughed pretty hard. Uh, I think he too should be well. Two things: number one, I think he should be given one free set to be used in any major that he wants. The only the only the only thing the only hitch is that it cannot be the deciding set. But there's always like he'll just play three great matches in a row and just smiling the whole time, and then he'll also throw a duck like in a right when he's sort of expected to take even that next step. So he gets like one free set that he can just activate. Boom, hey, I'm playing Djokovic in the quarters. I'm up one set. Or, oh, it was one set all against you know, Del Potro. I get another free set. Uh, I think more tournaments. I think two Wimbledons. He gets. He gets. He also gets the extra Wimbledon. He doesn't forget the French, but he can, he can like cash in like the French. Uh, for another, and the Australians. He can cash in the Australian and the French for one Wimbledon. So he'll get he'll get two Wimbledons as well, and then uh, and then the stocking stuffer. Yeah, I think he needs like a, a a book of jokes or something. I feel like he's just still a little bit stiff. You know, he's got that like, hey, you know, I got a little more action last night type of look. Apparently, you know, all the time that little like. I've heard he's friend. like the funniest guy in the locker room. Like him and Monfils are always referred to as just like 
this guy is hilarious. Um, and he was almost like the bachelor one year. I think like, I would love if he had his reality TV show. I guess it's yeah, so, just needs more airtime then, so people can see the real Sam Query. So yeah. what I would give him, so I remember there was this like this uh, special on Draymond Green's Wimbledon experience, <coughs> um, where he watched the Query match against Murray this year and was just like pumped that Query won. And then Query also just had a mammoth, like incredible run in Acapulco. And so I, what I would give him for a stocking stuffer is a night out in Acapulco with Draymond Green and the Acapulco Ball Girls. Oh, yeah, those Acapulco <laughs> Ball Girls. <laughs> you wanna, I'm assuming you want to hand deliver that gift. Is that correct? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. Uh, speaking of uh, inappropriate... Uh, Interactions with women. Uh, Joker Novak Djokovic is number twelve. Um, and what would you what would you guys give him for your gifts? I think I, I have an idea for uh, his stocking stuffer, which would be a death match between Boris Becker and Andre Agassi for who should be his coach, because apparently those guys just hated each other. Like in uh, in Agassi's book, he just. He mentioned Becker a few times, and like in the same sentence, the word asshole would appear. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would just love to see them fight. I think Becker would probably win, but like Andre would probably be scrappy. And then for his on-court present, I think I think when Joker has top intensity, like nobody can beat him, and so I would just like give him his intensity back. Yeah, I think that's a really good on-court gift. The other thing I would give him is just like an 100% overhead smash rate. Just because he, for some reason, botches more overheads for somebody at that level than anyone I've ever seen. Um, another good gift could be like a few miles an hour on his serve. That could be given to anybody, but like imagine how good he'd be if his serve was better. Um, and then... Uh, off court, doesn't he have two little children now? Am yeah. I mistaken? Yeah. I think so. I know he had another one this year. Yeah, Man, so I think off court, I might just give him like a good eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have some some heat. I think he plays well in really hot weather. My guess is probably one of the reasons why he's done well in in Australia and pretty well at the U.S. Open. So I would give him maybe a couple extra day matches. I don't know for sure, but I think the hotter the weather it gets, it kind of plays into his... Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Because I remember that year in the French Open when it started drizzling, Nadal, like, Joker had the upper hand, and when the rain came, Nadal, like, started uh, taking it away from him. Yeah. Yeah, so... It's hard, it's hard to give gifts to the people who have everything, and he, he certainly would fit that mold. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, so let's talk about that. Juan Martín del Potro. So, what is this your guy or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a good stocking stuffer for him, which is a role as the voice of the tree in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> and then just for a present, like just health and consistency on the back end. Do you guys? I have? think what. I think one part of his name, I think one of the reasons why he gets injured so much is his name itself is very heavy to carry. 
I think that one one part of this one at least one section of his name needs to be surgically removed. He can either be Juan Del Potro or 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 uh, just just Juan Martin Poe. I just think it's such a and I think you see it. I think one of the you know, if you look at the top ten, most of them have shorter names. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> go at, let's know. go through the, the combinations. There could be Martin Del no, just Martin Del Potro. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like Martin Potro, Juan Potro, definitely not Juan Potro. I think I would prefer the Martin to the Juan. I think that's fair. I just think if you look at actors and singers, they tend to shorten their names as they get older, and in a way, I think it centers their energy a little bit better. I just think it even takes the the referee too long sometimes to say his name, and he loses a little bit of momentum in between points. I I would have part of his name. Yeah. Imagine if his if his eventual wife would is one that would want like a hyphenated last name for their children. <laughs> She's Hispanic. He's going to have to marry an American for sure. Yeah. Juan Martin Del Potro de la Paz Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it. It's probably why he hasn't gotten married. But he dreads the day. Yeah, standardized tests would be annoying. Um, yeah, so... Speaking of Speaking long of names, uh, Pablo Carreño <laughs> Busta. I actually have a good stocking stuffer for him, which is nail polish, because of the top 25, you know, like, they say, like, 1 in 10, I forget the exact uh, the exact ratio, but, like, around 1 in 10 people is gay. So there's probably one or two gay guys here that are, like, closeted, and Carreño Busta would just be my pick for no for no real reason, except, like, he just ticks off the gaydar a little bit. So yeah, well, he's also nail got polish. the feminine last name. So yeah, yeah, they gave him the, the feminine. Uh, and I guess he's European, which like ups the odds probably. Plus, Carreño, I think doesn't that mean like you know kindness or something? Yeah, like, Carreño is like a term <laughs> of like tenderness in, in yeah. Spanish. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost faded. Or like Carreño, yeah, yeah. So do you think you should be given a time freezing mechanism? Like, do you think this is his 15 minutes of fame? I mean, like, it's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't... I, I just can't imagine him, like, um, keeping his ranking after this year. Sorry. Yeah, like, I think he may be the weakest top 10 player I have, like, that has, that has made the top 10 in the Big Four era. Um I think the stars really aligned for him this year. And, but I don't know. His game isn't, his game can be solid. Uh, I think Juan Monaco might have been weaker. He got 10 in the world once in like 2007. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. But um, the, I don't know how you beat the gift of making the semifinals by playing like pretty much all qualifiers of the U.S. Open. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the Anderson zone as like he he's run out. Of, he 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 was given his gift for life last U.S. Open. So we'll give him a good draw at the U.S. Open just so he can keep a couple of the points. Yeah. So so uh, Mark, what would you give Stan Wawrinka? Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I think I think he's sort of given a gift with his injury because again, he's under the radar. Uh, I haven't 
I'd give him well, the first thing I would give him just so he doesn't, you know, I would I would change the Hall of Fame rules. I think he should only have to wait three years for his. And I, I know you're going to disagree, but like, if somebody if, if somebody had gone into a coma five years ago and a tennis fan and woken up and looked at the amount of grand slams that people had now at this point in their career and saw his name and saw who he beat in those finals, I think that they would they would really need some type of oxygen or something. I, I feel like this is a guy who's found a way, maybe not on outside of the majors, but overachieved in the majors. So I think that just to acknowledge that majors overachieving, he should be given the his Hall of Fame trophy a little bit sooner, and obviously good health. I mean, he could probably use uh, a little bit less olive oil, maybe a little less cheese. He feels like he's carrying a couple extra pounds. But uh, but that, and then also just espresso courtside. I think there was a match in Paris a couple of years where he like down an espresso <laughs> after one of the <laughs> And I think they brought him an espresso. You may know this better than I do. And then he just turned around and beat Nadal a couple or Murray or one of them in a couple sets in a row. So he yeah. gets... He gets po- 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 poise or poise uh, espresso that, that he doesn't like to use. So, so one of my one of my favorite things about Stan is that uh, it's clear where his girlfriend ranks in the line of like the people sitting in his players box, which is like last. Uh, he'll whenever he wins a big tournament, he first hugs Magnus Norman for like a really long time, and then like almost as an afterthought, it's like oh yeah, my girlfriend's here. Um, and so yeah, I think since Magnus Norman left his team, like he'll need someone to fill the void left by Magnus Norman. So I'm thinking of maybe a second girlfriend because like I think. Boris Becker. Uh, Becker might might be two birds with one stone. Might yeah. get him the girls and and the co- and the good huggable coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe Boris Becker. That would that might be a good uh, a good a good combination. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So I've got a stocking stuffer for Stan. I think that um, admission to the X Men Academy, some sort of some sort of formal introduction to Wolverine, so that he can really unleash his uh, his inner wolf. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, I think Wolf That's is his spirit animal. That's a good call. Um, all right, so Jack Sock, and I have a perfect stocking stuffer for him, which is socks. <laughs> What about one more syllable? I feel like he should get one of the other players' syllables. You know, the two. Yeah, one he should get one of Juan Martín Del Potro's names. So Jack Jack he Del Sock. A syllable from any of the other players in the top twenty. So one one Jack Sock. <laughs> and so he takes the one from one and Martin one Martín Del Potro would just be Martín Del Potro. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, and so for Encourt, I have him getting more prize money than Sloane Stevens because apparently they used to date, and she, this was his best year, but she won the U.S. Open, so I think she had more prize money this year. She, I give her credit. She told one of my one of my uh, she's friends with one of my former players, and. They were messaging back and forth after the second round. She said, "I think I'm going to win the Open." So she was a, <laughs> wow. a lady of her words. Yeah, man, she she had such a ridiculous fall. Like she was, she came from number, she was ranked 972 in the world before her like comeback and got a few wild cards and got to the finals and semifinals of some Masters. 
and uh, and won the U.S. Open. I wonder if she, what she did was is replicable at all. Yeah, I don't know. You may have to ask the Russian trainers on that one. <laughs> all right, let's but, go. Yeah, I guess back to sock. What yeah. what about his game? Would you would you change? I would change like some sort of mental toughness side because whenever I look at him, I just wonder like why is he not better? Yeah, and yeah, he's number eight in the world, but he really just aggregated all those ranking points in Paris and the end of in London where a lot of people were checked out. Um, maybe that was a turning point for him, but man, I just he has all the tools. Yeah, he, he has, has all the tools. Thirty-five mile an hour serve and like a monster forehand. Yeah, and his backhand isn't bad, Like, uh, and he's got good volleys, too. Yeah, I think it's probably mental and also just, like, uh, like fitness. He might be a little too heavy to, like, go deep in big tournaments. Do you guys think Sock could be the next Stan? Just because their games are kind of similar, actually. And uh, I could see, like, he has enough game to be a late bloomer. Yeah, he's got a lot of firepower. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a good call. Like, we'll come back to this in five years. Yeah. Um, what about David Guffin, uh, Mark? Jeez. Uh, good question. I, I think he's, he needs, like, a longer November. He may be the best November player, one of the best November players in ATP tennis. So I think he gets an extra month of, like, November... Again, I'm bringing on this whole time thing, but he gets another month of yeah. November. He's also he good at Davis just Cup. Every time he seems to be just sort of falling off the, you know, falling off the raft a little bit, and then, and then he just sort of picks himself back up, and he he, he sort of, um, you know, makes makes those down payments pretty early, and then his ranking, despite some poor results, is kind of preserved for the next three or four months. So I think he needs a longer indoor season, I guess. I would say that would be the first thing. Uh, probably a couple of inches. He could borrow a couple of Andersons inches. And and uh, and I would shave his head as well. I think that the boy band thing works great. You know, he, he probably feels really good about himself after the shower. But prior, you know, probably some disappointing losses. So I think he's head, two more inches, head shave, longer indoor season. And... Um, yeah. So, so. so, so one thing I would add to that is a super soaker, just because he looks like a boy. <laughs> I, I, I we'll, we'll chip in for that because he, he's a good guy. And, you know, he's some kind of guy you, you would not be disappointed if he beat your favorite player, even though it'd be kind of boring to watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he, one of those guys. If he got a tattoo, people still wouldn't take him seriously. Yeah, that's that's true. It's like, oh. This, this, he's trying. He's trying to do something with that tattoo. Um, yeah. So, Peter, uh, speaking of someone you would take seriously if he got a tattoo, what, what would you? What, what would you give Chilich? Oh man. Um, geez, uh, Chilich. I guess game wise. Um, <coughs> I've got a good stocking stuffer for him, which yeah, is a role. I, I defer to you guys for Chilich. He's he's just like I don't know. He's he's uh, too much of a like. He's just like solid and and I can't really. I, I'm blanking on him. I'd give him a role in the next Gladiator movie, just because he looks <laughs> like 
he was born in like Julius yeah. Caesar era Rome. He'll be in, he'll be in three hundred part two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would give him like a couple extra joints in his knees. I know that he actually is flexible. He just doesn't look flexible. So I think some of that would be just even if just giving off the appearance of being a little bit more flexible. Uh, yeah, I would get that and. And the stocking stuffer, I, m- I might give him a PR guy, person. He's, you know, maybe in, we tennis people know him, but ask anybody outside who's a tennis fan who Martin Silich is, and just no chance. I mean, no chance. I would think he was like one of the <laughs> Yugoslavian warlords or something. <laughs> okay, so Dominic Team. Uh, speaking of uh, East, middle, middle to Eastern Europe. Yeah, I give him an extra month of clay courts. Yeah, I would give him that too. And skip Wimbledon, and, or make make his matches. He could play Wimbledon on clay, something like that. Yeah, I would change the schedule. So I would make everything after the U.S. Open like I would stop stop the season at the end of the U.S. Open for him, <laughs> and add a few more clay court tournaments. Good, good. And then I don't really know off court. Um, he's kind of bland. I would, uh, I would give him some, like, spicy food. Make him eat some jalapenos. Yeah, maybe some more hair dye. (laughs) 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 But he actually, so, Sverev is next in the rankings, and I think I would give them both the same thing, which is a hot girlfriend, because there's no reason either of them should not have a hot girlfriend right now. They're both very good-looking guys who are young and, like, uh, top five players in the world. So I would actually push back on that, at least for Svera. I think he sh- if I think uh, he shouldn't do anything that could derail him. And, and you know what? Like, if it takes having the discipline to hold off on a hot girlfriend for two years, then, like, then, like, man, uh, what he's doing now is is impressive enough that um, the 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 dividends could be paid tenfold if he really gets to that next level. Yeah. Um, and then, like on court, Sarov, I would just give him better volleys. Yeah, yeah I think movement to the front in general, because he he also just. Um, people drop him so they can then pass him, but he's like really not great at even retrieving the drop shots in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I think these guys have to have a minimum threshold of times to the net, no matter what. You know, you got you got to pay the piper, and it's they're too young to just be able to win from the baseline. Like they shouldn't even be allowed. Uh, so I think either they have to win an extra point in a game where they don't come to the net and they're serving, or they're just they have to. There's some chits on a card that they have to be able to fill out, and in the end, it'd be doing them a favor. Um, okay, what about uh, Grigor Dimitrov? Um, Mark, what do you think for Grigor? Yeah, I didn't see the end of the year, but I but I saw the results. Uh, he may also be one. I'm not sure, but he probably benefits when his private life is a little dull. Uh, he gets to freeze his ranking for three months. Uh, it's not going to go up. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. but it can only go down. So, I think just to, 
enjoy that thrill and see if uh, you know he, he he he's somebody who benefits from high expectations, which he may, because all of a sudden he's back in the conversation. So I would say he gets to freeze his ranking for three months, yeah. and then um, I think he's got to. He's got to wear his hair a little. Man, let the hair grow out too. Like grow it out until until the ranking ends. And I think that I think he, he, he then people with more Federer comparisons. I think the more you know, the old Federer comparisons, I think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. So speak, Grigor, uh, one thing he did this year to make me like him more was he did those like uh, boy band. He did like karaoke with uh, Tommy Haas and Roger Federer, um, and they were pretty. They were just really fun. So, uh, yeah, I think off-court, what I would give him is a uh, record deal. That's fair. That's fair. you got to have that second leg. Yeah. And so now so, we're up. Yeah, go on. Mark, Mark mentioned growing out his, his head hair. I would actually grow out his beard hair. Like, give him, give him a little <laughs> bit of edge. Playoff um, beard. I think he's Eastern European. I think he could have, like, a very thick beard. <laughs> and um, he would be the first tennis player He'd be the only tennis player in the top 20, at least, with a beard. Mm. Um, yeah, that's so true. Huh. That's a good call. It'll, it'll order some street cred here in the U.S. as well. Yeah. yeah. That's a great call. Good call. Yeah. So, Federer. What, how, what would you give Federer? <laughs> Everybody's got to give him something, just even if it's just a gift. He'll also, it'll stay in the box for five years, but we can all give him a gift. and You know, he can re-gift it if he wants so we'll start with Peter. What do I give Federer? Uh, let's see. I'll give his game. Um, what the hell do you give Federer's game? The uh, <laughs> I I give I guess tennis wise maybe um, this even this just pains me to even say, but. A Nadal injury, so that he, if Nadal were out for the uh, the clay court season, like Federer would have hope to win the French Open again. That's the only thing that he lacks. Yeah, if he wins in the French Open at the French, then that's then then it's just he gets everybody's yeah. Hall of Fame trophy. But I actually think his 2009 French is a little tainted because he didn't. That was the year Nadal. Like was injured or something or missed or no, so, so like yeah, Soderling beat him. Like Federer didn't actually beat Nadal the French. Um, so maybe an opportunity to beat Nadal at the French when Nadal is not in his A game. I think that would really that's the only thing in his legacy that's missing. Um, and then so they need me to go to the match because you realize on French Open matches in, in, in matches where I am in the stands, Nadal is zero and one. <laughs> wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need me to go to the match. I mean, one of the dolls' matches this year. Yeah, and then at the French. Then off court, I would. I've got a good off court gift for him. Go for it. Yeah, get him a Swiss Mountain Dog, uh, one of those like yodeling skirts <laughs> and an Alphorn, because I think one thing that could make him like he's got sort of like. Uh, dad joke vibe but like i think that could really put him over the top if he just went like straight up switzerland on everyone yeah i think that would work yeah also it would be amazing if he just freaked out one year 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a road rage incident or something. Yeah, like a Tiger Woods like incident. Yeah. Sorry. But that would that would be the equivalent of a lump of coal. Yeah. Um. All right. And for Nadal. Nadal. Nadal at number one in the world. Uh, Mark, do you have any ideas? Yes, you know those little spikes that they put? I think they have them like when you're renting a car, and I think that the spikes come up as you're trying to leave uh, the place without having... I don't I know when you enter, but also there's little spikes that come up there if you're trying to enter, let's say, like one of the you know U.S., you know, the, the CIA or something to make sure that unauthorized cars don't get through so i there, i stick some spikes in the in the in the backcourt and once he goes past a certain part of the backcourt those spikes come out so that's fine he can return serve from there but he's got to be standing on the spikes when he does it if you know what i mean so they shoot out of the ground he's just so can't go too far behind the baseline like but no reason you know, just, yeah that's a good that's a good that's a good one actually that would be and, and i would think also like if he runs around his forehand too many times, he gets a shot. I also so think he's going to run around his backhand, you know, to hit a forehand from like the stand. I think he gets a little bit of a shot. So Im- Im- immunity from the shot clock will be good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would, he would certainly like that. And then this stocking stuffer, um, he gets like an automatic wedgie picker. So there's something that like, he doesn't actually have to do it himself. Somebody will do it for him. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but you can come up with it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I think I would give him like the anti-wedding ring as a stocking stuffer, which is like another year without having to like propose. Yeah. So what I would give him is I remember at the U.S. sort of on uh, uh, what Mark was talking about of how far he stands back on the serve. McEnroe just wouldn't shut up about how, like, Nadal's return to serve position. <laughs> and lo and behold, Nadal wins the tournament. And so it's just like, all right, well, there are multiple ways of going about this. And McEnroe doesn't know everything, but McEnroe just, like, really tries to impose his game on everybody, <laughs> even the ones who, like, prove they can win not playing McEnroe's game. And so, like... Maybe a little like leniency from McEnroe on his return of serve position. That's fair. I think yeah. they all. And that's right. That's right. He uh, probably smaller, but wow. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so let's do this. Let's just say an eleventh French Open. <laughs> which 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 player? That we've mentioned, that'll be maybe our last question, would be most determined to re-gift any of the gifts that were, either of the two gifts that we're giving them. Which, you just pick one player who would be most determined to re-gift it. And not out of courtesy, just out of, you know, a little bit of resentment towards the gift. Um, ooh, that's a good one. I'm trying to remember all the gifts. Uh, maybe, uh, Maybe Murray would re-gift his parrot to Kevin Anderson. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think uh, I think Carino Busta would re-gift the nail polish. 
because we are really going off on a limb <laughs> with our like assumptions there. Who would he give it to? Team? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. What, uh, what do you think, Mark? Yeah, I think Sog, I don't think he wants, I, I think he, he wants to, well, the weight loss gift, I think he's going to, I think he would re-gift that as well. He might give it to Stan. I think he, he just, he's too, he wants to be loved by the French too much, and I think eating is part of it. Yeah. I think he wants to show that he's very resourceful. And then, um, and then uh, what was the gift that we were giving to, yeah, I think Delpo probably would, would might re-gift the, the, the syllable as well, but you never know. <laughs> I think it, yeah, I can see him, him being very proud of that syllable. I was biting my but, lip when you guys were talking about it. Yeah. But if you were to if you were to take the amount of injuries by let's say um, you know monosyllabic name if you take Jack Sock and who else is a short name Team you know some of the others with, with fewer syllables I think you'd find that they also have fewer injuries so if we at least made that point then maybe you think about it I think uh, also Rayanich might regift the shaved head uh, to Dimitrov just out of spite because they're like the same generation and Dimitrov won two Masters events this year. <laughs> <laughs> Who do y'all think would be most pumped about their gift? I think Mueller. I mean, I think right off the bat, Mueller. I think he'd love his gift. I think. <laughs> I think sometimes he doesn't play tournaments because of the loss of hair. And, uh, I think that's a two, that's a two birds with one stone type of gift. More grass court tournaments and more hair. I think he's in. Yeah, he needs something to grab. Like, yeah. When it's, you start getting tense, notice you know most of these good players. Have quite, the major Grand Slam winners other than the Joker, you know, have uh, have a fair head of hair. They got something to fidget with, you know. When it when it gets tense, I mean, Joker bounces the ball. You need you need something more dependable to fidget with. <laughs> I think you can't. I don't think anyone would be more pumped than Batista Goot with his with his celebrity girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Just um, speaking of which, uh, if you guys. What what is the one either the one person that you just cannot? I mean, it's okay. They probably won't be listening to the podcast anyway. So the one person that's just beyond annoying, but you know, like somehow either in your conscience or just it's just by law, you know that you have to buy a gift for every year. Uh, uh I don't really have to buy that many gifts. So yeah, taking the fifth on this one because. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you have one? Yeah, the maid. I mean, we have to buy a gift for the maid every single year. I mean, aside from the fact that we already buy her a bunch of things for free. So I was out shopping for a gift for the maid today at Macy's. I mean, the combination of being in the ladies section of Macy's and having to buy a gift for her and when it was 80 degrees, that, that was rough. That, that was <laughs> yeah. one of those where I really wished I lived in a hovel. <laughs> yeah, well, at least it's 80 degrees for you. Yeah. Cool. All right, that wraps up our third episode of the Doubles Alley. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun, and I hope you had fun listening to us. Um, and so, yeah, where we now have an RSS feed, so you can just get us on iTunes whenever we drop a new episode, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and also on thedoublesalley.com. Um, and thanks for our celebrity guest, Peter Sofer. Yeah, thanks, Peter. It was, it was My pleasure. Time. All right, I'll see you guys next week. All right.